0: Hello and welcome to the 5 Fitness Podcast with me Paul and me Mike. And this week's episode is going to be on non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That um, Someone should on that. Someone should definitely on that. Mm. I reckon we can do it if, if anyone else already mm. hasn't. Yeah. Neat, I would say. It would be neat if we did on it, yeah. Or joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it was a joke? Your childlike smile when you said it. Really proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, Paul, How's your week been? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah? I
1: didn't sleep very well last night.
0: No, no. What was the reason for that?
1: If I knew that, then I'd be a sleep therapist.
0: I mean, pedantic, but correct. Hi, I'll Paul. give you. all <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How did you sleep? Over slept, as you well know. Yeah. turn you know. up to gym 20 minutes late. Yeah. But well, when you text me, apparently this morning at seven o'clock when my alarm went off, subconsciously, I went, nope, and just turned my alarm off as opposed to snoozing it. And then when you text me, that woke me up. And you text me 10 minutes into the session saying, are you here? <laughs> mm. But, you know, I got there. We did it. And do you know what? When I, I, text, when I text you, 100% knew you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> just, just checking. You've been around the gym three times anyway, but... Yeah, But we got, we got on with it. We finished the session. It's fine. Anyway, NEAT, Paul. So it stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. Um, did, you, did you have to read that? Have you Googled that? Well, I've read it because what it is, if I don't have it wrote down, it's one of them, you know, when you get them blocks of sentences that just fall to absolute mush Mush when you try to say them. That's one of them for me. So I have to actually look at it while I say it. Like, and House of Karbenbucher. Yeah, I got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Science home, might book in German. That's what... <laughs> is that what you... um Is that what got you, you see in German at Mali? I got a D. No. <laughs> <laughs> because all you can say is... Nativisch in Schacht a yes. okay. <laughs> You took something from it, though, and that's a positive. Okay, let's get on with this week's episode, shall we? So, Paul, um, we want to go into what neat is, but first of all um no let's start with that no let's start let's start with the definition of neat go on what what neat well it's non-exercise
1: activity thermogenesis you've already googled it god God, i hate you so much (laughs) do you want to explain to the listeners what it is it's a thermogenesis that comes from non-exercise activity i am going to leave
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can do this by yourself (laughs) so just for reference people It's 10 a.m. on a Sunday. I've been up less than two hours because I overslept and we've trained, and this is the flack I'm getting. And he looks really proud of himself. Paul, explain to the listeners what I need is. It's the amount of calories or the amount of energy
1: you burn through just basic processes in the body that are just movement. So it is you fidgeting, standing, walking... Um, being gesticular, is that a word? I always say that. It always reminds of testicular. I'm not sure, I'm not one hundred percent why. <laughs> it sounds like a word. Yeah, like all the gestures you do, like talking with your hands. I don't know why. I just instantly started talking with hands. <laughs> yeah, when people can't. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this very visual podcast. <laughs> um, and it is basically it's the ten
0: thousand steps that everybody thinks you should be hitting every day. Fair enough. And for a quick Google, I can confirm gesticular. Very much is a word. That's it. It is a word. It? Use gestures, especially dramatic ones. So basically, the Ellis is. Yes. <laughs> it's very, very gesticular people. Um in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um okay. it's amazing that you can't say gesticular without gesturing. Gesticular. 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 Yeah, it's there isn't it. The hands come out instantly. Um just out of curiosity, how many what's the most amount of steps you've ever done in the day? You just mentioned steps as a part of me. Um Most I've done in one day is eighty-three thousand. Why?
1: Uh, because I got coaxed into a charity walk that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean eighty-three thousand steps is. I had to pay for the fucker as well. I had to pay to do the walk, and then I had to get sponsored.
0: What? And then I had to do the walk. Like I lost big time. Yeah, like huge. What charity was it for? Don't know. <laughs> the did, um, did the um did the eighty three thousand steps kind of it was drill it, out of you it
1: was for our third team captain um it was something to do with um he came home to find his wife who was pregnant unconscious and basically they managed to save both of them so it was something to do with like postnatal that kind of area. Okay I amazing mean, right um Oh, it is a charity. Exactly. Really, yeah. It's a brilliant cause. I'm just saying, like, the walk sucked. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was, what, 40 miles, if I remember rightly? 40 miles, and we took a wrong turn, so it probably ended up being 42. <laughs> but we started yeah. this at midnight, right? You've got 24 hours to do it, and the it's the Wake walk across the Yorkshire Moors. And the idea behind it is that the people who were at the sea, where we finished, where you meant to start Used to take coffins across to this burial site that was 40 miles away. Okay. Because couldn't find anything closer. And they used to do this with coffins. Did they fuck? <laughs> no. I did it wearing, like, I just, no bag. I just had clothes, right? And some walking boots.
0: And it sucked. Never mind with a coffin on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, did they bars? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 83,000. 83,000 steps. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid.
1: The next month was when we did that charity event, the World Record. Bit yeah, it was horrible. I hated that. I think
0: I did one, one day. I did like 54000 yeah. Again, amazing charities we did it for. But it sucked. I, yeah. I mean, it was after about 15 hours of playing consistent touch rugby that my quads just cramped and just went, nope. And then, no, my glutes went first. Then my quads, so I was essentially running, just flicking my um, ankles. I was just running off my calves. They then cramped about three hours later and I couldn't run. I just couldn't. It was foot, awful. But that's not neat. That is isn't. real exercise. That's not neat. That not neat. Because obviously it's
1: got an N. Non, Non-exercise. Way to bring this back around. You know. um, I think you were just going to tell me that every part of your body, every body cramped. It, it,
0: it was awful. Um, but we got through it. Okay, so neat a um, lot of jargon around it I'd say Um, and if you're not kind of clued up and in the know on it it can be quite confusing so I think it's going to be good to cut through some of that jargon so shall we take listeners through some of it essentially Um, so BMR, that comes up quite a lot do you want to just talk the listeners through that There is really share
1: reading now that you know that right yeah yeah um imagine that Jonah didn't say BMR and imagine that Jonah asked me oh so where does meat sit in the whole calorie balance of your day but like, well Jonah,
0: what a great question right <laughs> I am just going to go home to do <laughs> so apparently you're better without me today so and I'm the one that slept about <laughs> I my medicine but I didn't <laughs> so so this sort of, sort of four
1: Four aspects. If you imagine your total calorie um, expenditure of the day, there are four, um, four pillars to that. So the first one is your basal metabolic rate. So that's how many calories you burn at rest with the basic processes of the body, um, which is literally just your organs and things regulating themselves. Then you have the thermo of food. So BMR is probably like 50 60%. percent thermo of food is like 15 so that's how much energy it takes for you to like digest and process food. Okay. Then you've got neat, which is can be anywhere from the rest of it to 20 percent to 35%, something like that. And then then you've got eat, which is exercise activity therogenesis, which makes up like the smallest portion <laughs> of it. Whereas everybody thinks, oh well, I've exercised today, so I'm gonna have an extra six thousand calories today. Where that's not really the case. Like exercise is actually very poor at burning calories and meat is arguably the easiest way for you to burn more calories during the day.
0: Okay. And why is that?
1: Because it requires such little effort. Right. And it can become habitual. So Mm -hmm. people who have uh, jobs where they stand up or they might be labouring or they might be construction workers Mm -hmm. or they have an outside job, yeah. like dog walkers, people who are on the feet all the time. If they wore a smartwatch, they'd probably look at their watch and think, all right, well, I've hit 12 to 15, maybe even 20,000 steps. Yeah, Like I've got clients who habitually hit 20,000 steps with their job and don't even think about it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Whereas, like, I work in, when I'm at the studio, I'll hit 5,000 a day. Yeah. If I don't take a different for a walk. Yeah, because so it's a smaller
0: space, right? And you, yeah. you're kind of in there all day and there's only so much pacing you can do. I also, I just don't want to move sometimes. But yeah, I, I can see that. So yeah, so it's the, um, I guess it's the stuff that you don't think about, which actually probably well, has the most effect, right? Yeah, and it's not just steps. Like a lot
1: of people, like they'll be like, oh, I've got to hit my 10,000 steps. And it's like, even if you hit 10,000 steps, like, thousands or 2,000 of, two of those won't even be steps it'll just be you will be your hand moving with you watch on it yeah yeah like if you took your Fitbit off or your Apple Watch off and just shook it you'd probably you get, get some steps. steps yeah yeah but even though it's technically not a step your body's still moving and it's it's still a
0: way for you to validate and regulate how, many, how much movement you're doing on a day daily basis okay yeah so don't think about it as an actual step think about it as movement yeah. essentially being gesticular if you will um that makes that makes sense right because for me for example someone who paces a lot and can't sit still stuff like that i don't even think about like i will pace up and down the living room while i'm trying to plan my day or thinking about something but it's all it all adds up right so yeah. kind of like that every little helps it is basically yeah. the tesco of thermogenesis yeah? the test the test of the fitness industry <laughs> Okay. No, just Just The thermogenesis. Interesting. Um okay, so does it count doesn't it count as cardio then? No, you're going for a walk, you don't have a run. Okay, Okay. do you want to explain the difference between the two? And don't say, oh well, you're walking in one of them and you're running on the other. I know you're in that mood today. Running faster. I hate you. There's no way I'm just gonna.
1: Wait, how else do you want me to explain what the difference between walking and
0: running is? There's numerous ways you could talk about the rate of exertion. You could talk about, but you're going to be you're going to be pedantic, so we're going to leave that one. I'm I'm just trying to make it simple, and
1: I'd I'd like to think that most of our listeners, if not all of our listeners, <laughs> know that there is a difference between walking and running.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. I'm I'm going to leave this one. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> how does neat help somebody then? Like whether that's, well, well, let's think of Susan. Who, oh, I don't know why it's always Susan, but Susan, if she wants to lose weight. How would not Nick help her? Is this the Slim world right from the other day? Um, no, different Susan. This isn't. This is a nice Susan. We like this Susan. Not, a, not one of those. I want to see the manager haircut kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, not but one of them people at all.
1: Susan, Susan's a nice Susan. All right, okay. So basically, if you're, if you're going to try and lose weight, or you're going to lose weight, right? The easiest way to do that is, one, increase your need, So increase the amount of movement you're doing yeah. as well as track your calories, right? So if you in- increase your output, right, the whole move more, eat less, whilst that is just, like, the worst advice yeah. that I've ever given,
0: Words. That's all it is. is yeah.
1: Words. Like, in the simplest form, <laughs> it technically isn't wrong, right? Yeah. So... NEAT is you moving more. So if you aim for, so if you habitually hit 5,000 steps a day, all right, so you track your steps for a week, you hit 5,000 as an average, all right, all you'd want to do then is just be like, all right, well, I'm going to hit 5,500. I'm going to hit 6,000. Yeah. Because NEAT is so easy to achieve, um, if you think through steps, or you just think um, walking up the stairs rather than taking the escalator or the lift, all these things increase the amount of movement you're doing, the exertion, you're doing the calories you've been throughout the day without being such a huge burden on the exertion, like running would be, yeah? Yeah. So if you've got someone or if someone came to me and they're overweight and they've got a desk job, the first thing I'd want them to do is start moving. Okay, yeah. All right, and the best thing about walking is, one, it's free, two, it's easy. Three, you can literally do it any time of the day, anywhere, and you can do it for five minutes and it's going to benefit you. So if you walk five minutes a day, you risk of cardiovascular disease goes down. Yeah. I had one client who, when he first came to me, his average daily steps was 400. Okay. And within two weeks, he was doing three and a half thousand. Yep. And he was, like, by the end of his training together, he was walking, like, two miles a day right, okay. before he'd even started work. And he lost 25 kilos within, like, six months. Which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had that to lose, don't get me wrong, but... When someone's overweight and they struggle to get into the gym because of self confidence, or they struggle to get into the gym because they just don't know what to do. Yeah, walking is just an easy hour.
0: Yeah, it's a great foundation to start off in it. I suppose it goes back to if we go back to that habit episode, it's you've got to start somewhere and you've got to build it from there. I suppose walking, you know, neat and tracking your calories is a great foundation to build the house on. Odin's just turned up, and if you can hear a somewhat sounds like a dog chewing on a doe foot. It is because there is a dog chewing on a doe foot <laughs> directly underneath us. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's a great way to build Do. a foundation. So, a doe is a female deer. Doe. deer. A deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how brains work very quickly because that's exactly where I went as
1: well. I only
0: know it from the, the Simpsons episode. Yes. A no, a deer. No, a female deer. deer. <laughs> um, What's it actually from? Simpsons. No, originally. Yeah, that's why I know from Simpsons.
1: Anyway, yeah, if you can hear hear some crunching in the background, Odin's just chatting.
0: Yeah, just chowing down. Uh, but yeah, no, like I was saying, I suppose that's a great way to start kind of a weight loss journey, if you will. Well, I wouldn't even say it's a great way to start a weight loss journey. I think it's just a great habit to be in, is to
1: walk. Like you think when you're older, like when you're pushing 60, 70, 80. Like I, my grandparents couldn't go for a walk now. Yeah. All right. And both my grandparents that I've lost would not have been able to go for the walk for the last ten, for the last ten years of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, but I know people from the gym. I I train people. I've I've trained eighty year olds who could easily go for a two mile walk.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Two miles in the grand scheme of things isn't very far, but when when you're that of that age it's quite liberating yeah. It's quite freeing right? to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. So it instantly reminds me of, the, there's, a, there's a guy on Kingswood that must be in his eighties. um, And you see him every morning, like everyone on the way to the gym, he's walking. And when I come back from the gym, he must do a loop because he's around the same thing, going the opposite direction. And it all just makes me smile. Cause it's like, yeah, fair thinking to you, you know, like you're out there, you're doing it, yeah. which is awesome. Um, Okay, so is there a limit to neat then? Well, I
1: think there's always going to be a position where you can't do any more steps because of like, there's going to be a cost benefit. Okay. Like, even though the cost of going for a walk isn't very high from an energy perspective, like, there's still going to be, all right, well, is that mental, all right, well, I've got to go for a walk. Like, if it's absolutely throwing it down outside. It's cold, middle winter there's a mental cost benefit. But, like, if you're starting, if you're, this is why the whole move more, eat less doesn't work. Because what if you're already moving, for, like, you're already hitting 15,000 steps and training four days a week.
0: Yeah. And if it worked, it wouldn't be currently in an obesity epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. There's fact, other factors around it, but, like you say, from that whole move more, eat less initiative that the government always put out, it's, like you say, it's not wrong. But it's not practical
1: either. Yeah, I think it's its like calling people fat. Yeah. Calling someone fat doesn't change things. It's probably going to make them fatter. Yeah. Because they're going to go home and have an emotional response to someone calling them fat. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I want to change. But there is a cost benefit. So, if, for example, you taking the stairs instead of the escalator, like, might actually be ruining you. All right, and... You've got to think from a hypothetical sense here, but if you always take that, then that's fine. But if you start taking that and all these steps are then becoming such a burden on you from an energy perspective. Yeah. So obviously like if you, like my old client who walked 400 steps, all right, the first two days that I, like we were aiming for like 1200 steps, I think I put him on. Yeah. Or I asked him to hit. And within two days he was telling me his back, lower back was absolutely killing him. Yeah. So that made him on his third day hit 200 steps. Right. So it's yeah. always a cost benefit because you, if you put more in, there's less going to come out later on, later on. Yeah. And it's the same as, it's the same as um like a hit session. If you go and do a hit session, or you going to do a, like a minging session at the gym? Mm. All right. Yeah. You might go and bend 300, 400 calories in the gym, but later on in that day, because you're so fucked from. Eight sets of back squats. Yeah. For example, right? All I want to do is go, go nap. Yeah. So I'm going to move less during the day. So this is why neat and just walking and daily movements is so beneficial for us because one, we've got the ability to track that now with these watches. Like I've got a ring that does it. Yeah. So we can then track it so we know if we're hitting the same amount of steps. But it also is targets. All right, and as long as we're not absolutely killing ourselves in the gym, then that and having an impact on that, yeah, we're going to be fine. And it's just the easiest way. And like I think people do, I think people when they start, like, oh, I can't get to the gym, or I don't know what to do in the gym. Yeah, go for what, yeah, start, start basic. Yeah, just, just the one thing that I I can't stand seeing is someone driving to the gym, parking so <laughs> close to the gym. That you like? Why have you packed in the table space? And then they're going <laughs> yeah. to sit on a bike for forty minutes. Yeah. At level two, <laughs> reading a book, and then go on. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous.
0: And then go and the gym. Yeah. Then, the, yeah, I, yeah. There's there's one particular person at the gym we go to that comes in mind, and yeah, um, frustrating. Uh, okay, so interesting. You just mentioned there about um, just going for a walk is a great way. Uh, to get the to to, them get neat into the day but then you also did say okay but what if it's absolutely chucking down with rain and it's middle of winter and it's minus two okay so i think it'd be really good to uh give the listeners some tips of how else they can get it in throughout the day um like you say you don't have time to go to the gym okay what other things can you do so in that situation you know what would you suggest you know it's absolutely chucking down with rain and they don't want to be outside what would you suggest? Play with the kids, play with the dog.
1: Like there's there's loads of stuff you do, and everything's everything's gonna be personal to you. Like sometimes it's only like water in it. True. Like the thing is, like, whilst yeah, I get that sometimes it's cold, and yeah, I get that it's raining. But at the end of the day, like there are so many things in sort of the fitness industry, where we can make so many excuses. Like, the amount of excuses I hear on a day-to-day basis from clients, potential clients, just people that want help. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just make, make excuses. And some of the excuses that I've heard from both clients and potential clients are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I've had a client not go to the gym because it's foggy. Okay. Right. Yeah. So... Like, whilst to us, that's absolutely ridiculous, in their head, they've reasoned that it's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, but I think there's a, a deep-rooted issue there for that. Like, they were never going to go to the gym anyway. It wasn't a case of the fog. It was any excuse, kind of. Not excuse, I don't like that, but it's kind of the... Um, it was a way out. Since it was foggy, so I woke go. I'm pretty sure it's she's not driving the fog. But,
1: yeah, like when it comes to movement, like, even the chores, like... Hanging the washing out.
0: Mm.
1: All right. There's still movement there. Yeah. Like hoovering, sweeping, okay. decorating. All these things are ways of increasing your need. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not going to do the same thing day in, day out, but just doing like a like something where you play with the kids for a bit or play with the dog. Yeah. It's going to make you move. And like, I don't know. Like, I've got a fucking massive dog. Okay. Right. Who's still not even one. And, like, if I play tug-of-war with him, like, I'm not small. Yeah. Like, I'd like to think I, my strength is up there. He is nearly 40 kilos of dog, though. Yeah, I make <laughs> 85 of human. I'm human male. <laughs> I'm a man. But, like, if I play tug-of-war with him, like, it's it's physically exact. Yeah. So, the easiest way to, to increase your neat or increase your cardio to an extent is to make it enjoyable, make it yeah. and like gamify it to an extent. So, um, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from one of my old coaches, Tom Blackman, was you got to gamify stuff. And like, yeah. if you've got a small child, and this was through lockdown, and basically all he did with his kid, like fifteen minutes in the morning, is he put a tea towel, like wrapped a tea towel around his either his waist or his, his hand or something. And basically, like, he could only move backwards. And he's got, like, a three-, four-year-old. And, like, the kid just had to get a T-talk. That's a great idea. And it's, like, it's stupid, simple, requires very little equipment. It's enjoyable for both of them. It's bonded. Plus, that's probably knackering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's about trying to find what works for you, but also, like, not stressing too much. Like, you don't have to hit 10,000 steps. No. The only reason we hit 10,000 steps is the same reason that three sets of 10 works in the gym. It's because about 20 years ago, someone did one study with 10,000 steps, and it's like, oh, we've got to hit 10,000 steps. Yeah, It's like a round number, like you hit five figures. It's a target, day. right? Yeah. It's a target, as simple as that. But what I say to my clients, and this is a little little tip for you, so you don't start ruining yourself, is there's going to be some days where you're not going to be able to hit that target that you've set yourself, whether that be 10,000, 12,000, whatever. Right? So what you've got to do is on those days where you know you might be on a train for six hours or you might be driving for six hours or whatever, and you're in meetings all day, you've just got to put a target on that for that day. Yeah. So instead of getting 10,000 steps, you're like, all right, sweet. I'm not going to beat myself up if I hit five. Yeah. All right, but I'm going to make sure I hit the five. So I'm going to actively seek, I'm going to park further away from the gym. Yeah. I'm going to park further away from the office. I'm going to walk to work. Whatever yeah, what whatever that lunch, might be that kind of thing, yeah, but, or I'm gonna like before I set off in the morning I'm gonna wake up twenty minutes early I'm gonna go for a ten minute walk to get a thousand steps in, yeah there has to be there has to be some kind of accountability, but there has to be some way of making sure that you're not trying to hit ten thousand because that's what you
0: think you need to do, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. end of the day like in a year's time, you're not going to remember you didn't hit 10,000 steps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. February the 28th, 10,000 steps. Awesome. It's No one's ever done that. And I think you're right. I think the gamification thing's a, a huge point. I absolutely love that. Um Bit of advice that I got from the rehab world, the exact same thing. When I remember first going into kind of like stroke rehab and someone saying like, best bit of equipment a uh, um, rehab specialist can have, a balloon. And I was like, what do, what do you mean a balloon as I I'll show you in this session. Blew the balloon up and just basically got two people post up to bat it to each other. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We were involved as well. It was awesome. And it was knackering. Well, there's a balloon world championships, isn't there? Why did I not know this? Do you not know? No, I do
1: know. They're set up like a living room in the middle of, like, uh, like, there's that, have you seen the TIG World Championships? Like yeah. Tag or I you call it, depending where you're from. But yeah, it. it, it. It is take right, <laughs> so they, they basically take all the bars and stuff out and just put a room in, like they just like almost build a simulated living room. Okay, like surfers and shit, and you've got a bloom
0: and you've got to make it hit the floor. That's awesome. It's like a proper world championship. That's think. amazing, and, and we I to- would come out of that with the room destroyed. <laughs> yeah, we need to find a local league to do <laughs> <to> this. <laughs> that sounds like like right but but it is. It's just silly things like that that turn you back into a kid, but. Works. Um, another one that I saw the other day, it was for um, lateral movement and it was two balloons, you've got to keep them up. Put them, um, I think it was 20 foot apart and you just got to keep them up. And you just got to run between the two, knocking them up. Awesome. I'd do that all day and not even think about it. So, yeah, the gamification things a great tip. Um, but yeah, thanks, Paul. I think that's covered everything um, we need to, unless there's anything else you can think of.
1: Um... No, I mean the best thing I did for my man, it was get a dog. Yeah, but then again, there's there's many things that my dog gives me. Yeah, there. like some good, some bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like this is the It's the quietest has been through a podcast, and yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody can hear just hear him chewing a, if, a if, foot if, if, if we're quiet
0: for a second. Yep, that's heard <laughs> <laughs> him. But no you're right and I know it's that's a grand I know people that have got dog well see because they love dogs and they want a dog anyway that should be the main reason of getting a dog but yeah it does it gets you out it gives you that accountability I guess yeah. um because you are like
1: a hundred percent like if I don't take him for a walk he will just piss me off yeah he's gonna be a pain. yeah yeah he's just mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time all whoring, you. yeah yeah uh, but no that thing I yeah um if you do need help starting with weight loss journeys, fat loss journeys, whatever, do hit me up, um, Paul underscore Ellis underscore MP on Instagram, um, and yeah, I guess have <laughs> leave a like and follow
0: on Spotify. Is that what people people do nowadays? I think that's what people, that's what people do now. You've got to follow and like. Follow and Follow like, and like, subscribe and enjoy. Is that a thing? I don't know. But anyhow, have a good week, guys. Um, thank you for listening. The only um, follower we've got, the I minute mean, it's me, guys, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care.